Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you've been with us, you know that last week we concluded our study in the Ten Commandments. And I don't know about you, but I, I, in those Ten Commandments, I learned so much. I, I learned so much. You know, I tell people all the time, if you want to learn the Bible, then find yourself somebody to teach the Bible to. And you'll learn more than you can ever communicate. You'll probably confuse them a lot, but you'll learn a lot. And I learned so much in things that I hadn't looked at before and angles, kind of this kaleidoscope that we were able to see through as we uh, went through the Ten Commandments. So uh, I hope you were as blessed as I was. So tonight we come to the end of chapter 20. I should probably turn there myself. We come to the end of chapter 20. And here at the end of chapter 20, are you listening? We... See the people's reaction, listen, watch this, to God giving the Ten Commandments, the people's reaction to that. Now keep your finger in chapter 20 and go back one chapter with me to chapter 19. And and because if you remember in chapter 19, God started this whole teaching. God started this whole teaching on the law with telling the people how he delivered them out of bondage and how he bore them on eagles' wings. You remember that in chapter 19? This is very important. Before we move forward, we need to go backward. Exodus chapter 19, now look at verse 3. Now Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. And I love verse 4. And how I bore you on eagles' wings. And I brought you to myself. Now, therefore, in verse five, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandment, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Now, stop right there. Notice God says, I bore you up on eagles wings. God says, listen, I lifted you up to care for you and to bring you to myself. Then God said in verse five, if you will obey my voice and keep my commandments or keep my covenant, then you're going to be a special treasure to me. God says, listen, the reason I'm giving you the law is that you might be a special people of all the people on the earth. So listen, before God gave them the law, are you listening? Before God gave them the law, he talked to them about his love. I'll say that again in case you were asleep. Before God gave them the law, he talked to them about his love. 
Why? Because God wanted his love to be in their minds before he laid down the law, because God's love and God's law, watch this, go hand in hand. God's love and God's law goes hand in hand. First John chapter five. Why don't you turn there? First John, keep your finger in Exodus. We will come back to it. But first John chapter five. Now you want to go to first Peter, second Peter. First John. If you go to second John, you have gone too far. Amen. First John, look at this. I want you to see this here because we're talking about God's love and God's law. You understand going hand in hand. First John chapter five. Now look at verse first uh, John chapter five, verse three. Matter of fact, I have it on the screen for you also. But I want you to see the verse in your Bibles and I want you to remember. It's a great memory verse, a great verse to commit to memory. First John chapter five, verse three. Matter of fact, why don't you just read it with me? For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Notice this here. John is saying loving God. Here's what John is saying. Loving God has more to do with obeying God than anything else. Loving God has more to do with obeying God more than anything else. You see, we think that loving God has everything to do with loving feelings. We think loving God has to do with loving feelings. You know, I wrote that this morning and that song came back to me. Who wrote that song? No, you lost that love and feeling. Righteous Brothers. Oh, that love and feeling. You lost that love and feeling. Gone, gone, gone. Oh, oh. That's the best part of the song, isn't it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Best part of the song. And you know, we think that loving God has everything to do with loving feelings. But listen, saints, John is saying loving God isn't about feelings. It's about obeying his commandments. This is the love of God, John says, that we keep his commandments. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. In other words, listen, if you say that you love God, then let's see how much you love God. Let's see you keeping God's commandments. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 says obedience is better than what, saints? Sacrifice. You see, it was during Samuel's day that people thought that the ultimate expression of love for God occurred when they brought their sacrifice to the altar. And no different today. People think today the ultimate expression of their love for God is tithing, serving God. People think going to church, being a member, all of these things people think is the way to show God that you love him. When in fact the Bible says the way to show God that you love him John says the way to show God that you love him is that you would be obedient to his commandments. 
that you obey his commandments. How many people say, I love God, but they don't obey his word. I love God and I go to church, but I don't obey his word. Do you understand that God sees that and says, by your actions, you prove to me you don't love me. By what you do. Shows God you don't love him because you don't keep his commandments. Keeping God's commandment is the ultimate expression of the fact that we love God. And John says also in verse 3, notice in 1 John 5, 3, John says the commandments that, that we are to keep, John says, are not burdensome. Do you see that? Now, I want you to take the time to underline that in your Bibles in verse 3. The commandment is not burdensome. The Greek word for burdensome literally means heavy or hard or difficult or even severe. Heavy, hard, difficult, or even severe. Notice God's word, God's commandments are not heavy, they're not hard, they're not difficult, they're not severe. Now you want to note this, a little bit of background for you. When John wrote this verse, are you listening? When John wrote this verse, John had been in ministry and had been serving the Lord about 50 years. 50 years, five zero years. You know, yesterday I was reminded, and I sent some of you guys, I just got really excited last night. I think I was up at 11.30 or 12, and I'm writing my, getting ready for the night studying. And, and uh, I, I just realized it was January 23rd, and if you've been around here at Calvary Chapel, you know January 23rd, 1982, was the day I became a Christian. And last night about 11.30, just, God reminded me just before it turned the 24th. He wanted me to be reminded. On the 23rd, 25 years ago yesterday, I had given my life to Christ. That long. And I look back and I see the faithfulness of God. And I'm amazed that, you know, I, I, I'm in ministry now and doing what I do now. And, and just, you know, looking back and when I first got saved and I remember Older Christians back then laid a heavy burden on me as soon as I became a Christian. Why did old Christians do that? People come in, you're new in the Lord, and you're all excited and everything. And that happened to me. I was all excited when I first became a Christian. And I went in, and of course I was telling people they were going to hell, but that was beside the point. <laughs> that was sort of beside the point. It wasn't it. I was all excited for Jesus, and you know, you guys know my story, and I remember older Christians had been in walking with the Lord a while, they were like, well, you know, you'll cool off someday, It'll, you know, you'll settle down someday. I'm like, dang, it looked like you settled down too much. What's wrong with you? I was all excited for the Lord and, 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 and people, and here I am 25 years later and, and, and I, I really haven't settled down. I mean, I just, I really haven't settled down. I need to calm down, but I haven't really settled down that much. And, and, and I don't think we need to settle down. And I think you can just be excited about the Lord. And here John is writing 50 years, five zero years after 
He had become a Christian and been in ministry for many, many years. And John is saying, listen, I have discovered in my 50 years of walking with God, in my 50 years of serving God, that God's commandments are not burdensome. John says they're not heavy. They are not difficult and they are not severe. It makes me think of Psalm 19, verse 7 through 11, as David said this, talking about the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Don't you love this verse? The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, and what saints? Righteous altogether. More to be desired are they, the word, than gold, yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, God's word, your servant is warned. And in keeping them, God's word, there is a great reward. God's word, here's my point, is not burdensome. God's word is a blessing. And unfortunately, people in the church have weighed people down with the burden of religion. Weighed people down. The church has done more to damage people and hinder people from coming to Christ than anything else. They've made it hard to serve God, hard to love God, hard to be the people of God. Hard. The church has made it hard to walk with God. God didn't make it hard to walk with him. Somebody needs to say amen. That wasn't enough. God didn't make it hard. If you feel burdened like, oh, this Christian thing is killing me. so hard to walk with God. Got to serve him and do what he wants me to do and go to church. And when I get there, people judge me for what I'm wearing. Got to cut my hair. My hair's too long. My hair's too short. My skin's too dark. My skin's too white. I didn't think y'all were going to say amen on that, but that's all right. It's still right. It's still true in the church today. Burdens, heavy, severe. John says God's commandments are not burdensome. They are not heavy. They're not severe. God says that they're they're light. They're, they're, They're sweet. There's great reward in knowing God. There's great reward in serving Jesus. It's actually easy to walk with God. God has made it easy to walk with him. Can I get a witness? God has made it easy to walk with him. God isn't some, listen, God isn't some math problem to be solved. He's a savior to be served. Write that down. God's, listen, You know, we think we got to figure it out, figure out this whole God thing. Get the equation, get it down. Listen, no, he's not a math problem to be solved. He is a savior to be served. And if you're having difficulty, listen, a difficult time keeping the commandments of God and serving the Lord, then you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong because the Bible is very clear. Jesus came to be a burden lifter and a burden bearer, not burdensome. Amen. God's commandments are right and they're good. And John says they're not burdensome. So God and the law and love 
go hand in hand, as John pointed out. So back in Exodus, go back there with me now. In chapter 19, God, first of all, establishes the law of love before he established the law. Then in verse 18, now, if you were with us, you know, we've gone through all the commandments in chapter 20. And uh, if you missed any of those teachings, you can pick them up. We're actually considering packaging them so that it's just a series on the Ten Commandments. And then you can pick that up and you can get it on MP3 or, or, or however you choose to pick it up. But here we pick up tonight now. We're in verse 18 after God has given the commandments. He's already established his word. He's established his law. And here's the people's response to it. Notice in verse 18 of chapter 20, if you're looking at it, say amen. Now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and he stood afar off. And then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we, what saints, die. And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you and that his fear may be upon you so that you may not sin. And so the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. Stop right there, saints. Give me your attention. The people hear the Lord speak and they hear the thunderings. They hear the trumpet. They see the lightning flashing and the mountain smoking. And they say, Moses, don't let God talk to us. And they backed up and they said, Moses, you talk to God and then come back and tell us what God says. In other words, listen, they are asking Moses, you can write this in your margin, to become a mediator for them. To be a mediator, which, by the way, makes Moses a type of Jesus in that Jesus, you already know this, he became our mediator. Jesus is the mediator to save us, the mediator between God and between man. First Timothy chapter two, you're familiar with this verse, aren't you? In verse five, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. There's one God, are you listening? There is one God and one mediator between God and man. Listen, saints, in other words, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Let me rephrase that. There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Now, I said the same thing three times. The reason why I said the same thing three times, because it can't be any more clear. You can't get that any clearer. There is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man, his name is Jesus. There's no way to say it any different. The only bridge between God and man is Jesus Christ. Christ. You understand, saints? I was watching a particular, from a Catholic background, I'll say that. I, uh, many of you know, I went to Catholic school for many, many years, and, 
And I'm, I'm not, please understand, I'm not into Catholic bashing. I know that there are lots of people who are into all kinds of bashing, and I'm, I'm not into that. Um, I do believe that God's word is true, and every man a liar. That, that's the word. Amen? Amen? That's very true. So being from a Catholic background, I remember learning and being taught that we needed to pray to uh, Mary because Mary was um, um, a co-redemptress, uh, a mediator between you and Jesus. And um, so I was taught that. Uh, perhaps you're familiar with the term patron saints. Patron saints. For example, uh, St. Christopher would be the patron saint who, um, the patron saint of travel, of travel. That's why you will see on many dashboards, on the cars, in cars, a little saint, and that will be St. Christopher because he's the saint to cover travel. They call them patron saints, and they have saints, patron saints for Almost everything. I mean, patron saint over finances, patron saint over, over if you're going to travel by boat, um, patron saints for every single thing that you can possibly think of. And you're to pray to the patron saint. Are you listening? You're to pray to the patron saint, and then the patron saint is between you and Jesus. And listen, that's not biblical. The Bible doesn't teach that. There is one God, matter of fact, would you read it with me? There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. There's one God. There's no need to go to Mary or to a patron saint or even to the priest or to the, to the father of the local parish. These are all of the things that I learned, and when I became a Christian and started reading the Bible, I started and being taught the Word. I started, well, I had to unlearn a ton of things, and and to learn what the Scriptures had to say, so that my relationship with God wasn't burdensome. Then, you understand, and and so, and I appreciated God for teaching me the things that He did. So, but the Bible is very, very clear. There's one God and one Mediator. You know, there was a man in the Bible. His name was Job. And perhaps you know the story of Job as everything was going wrong in Job's life. And you remember Job's wife came to him and said, honey, why don't you just curse God and die? Nice wife. And his friend said to him, man, you must have done something terribly wrong to God. Look what happened to you. Nice friends. And Job said, I wish I could go to court and plead my case before God. And then Job said, and, and Job realized at that point how, how puny and how finite he was and how great God was. And then Job said, I look everywhere and I can't find him. God is vast and I am nothing. And he said, I wish, in Job, he said, I wish that there was a daysman, that word daysman, D-A-Y-S-M-E-N, a daysman. Job said, I wish there was a daysman or a mediator or a umpire to who could take his hand, Job said, I wish, and put his hand on me. Job said, I wish he could take his other hand and put his hand on God and thus bridge, a, bridge the gap between man and God. Job, way back in the book of Job, was praying that there was some mediator 
between God and man. Are you with me? Job was praying that. And, and here Jesus comes along in the Gospels and Jesus says, I'm the mediator. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can cross the, the, the gap unless they come through me because he hung on the cross bridging the gap. You understand? And then Paul even comes by later in 1 Timothy, we just read it, and he agrees with that years later, that there's one God and one mediator between God and man, and that man is Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ can touch God and touch man because he became flesh, the Bible says, and he dwelt among us. Amen, saints? You understand. And so here in our text, they're saying, Moses, you become a mediator between man and and God, and right after God speaks, notice in verse 19 in your Bibles, right after God speaks, the people are stunned. And they said, Moses, you speak. We don't want to come near lest we die. Would you underline that in your Bible? This is very, very, very important. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.